Every single time Hunter wakes up from a nap these days, he's asking for a snack and it's usually a fruit snack. And I used to say heck no to all kinds of fruit snacks and goodies like that because I hated all of the artificial dyes, harmful ingredients, and the ridiculous amount of sugar that they have. And while I still am a big proponent in not having all of those things all the time, I find so much hope in knowing that Thrive Market has me covered and has Hunter covered for not just all of those sweet fun treats, but also other essentials while keeping him safe and healthy. And it's honestly become a fun little tradition for Michael and I to sit down and pick out our Thrive Market order. They're so amazing and such our go-to for delicious snacks and pantry essentials and so much more. Their app is so easy to use and everything is delivered to our doorstep in a matter of days, which drastically reduces my stress level because making time to go to the grocery store is my least favorite thing to do. Plus, I'm obsessed with their standards. They restrict literally 1,000 plus harmful ingredients and they only allow the most trusted ingredients for you. I mean, even last order, I saved $20 and got an incredible deal on the poppy probiotic sodas that I love. Plus, it's not just good for your family. When you join Thrive Market, they also gift a membership to a family in need, which is the greatest. So let's save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash truthtalks for 30% off your first order. Plus, you get a $60 gift for free. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash truth talks. Thrivemarket.com slash truth talks. Hi sis, welcome to Truth Talks with Tara. The purpose behind this podcast and online ministry is to help beautiful women like yourself know, love, and live God's truth. Not only will this be a space of truthful, faith-filled talks, it will also be a place where we let God's word speak for itself because God's truth speaks. My name is Tara, and I'm your host, but you can call me your sister. Join me each week as we talk about the truth of God's Word and how it can ignite us with purpose. We'll talk about God's Word, how we're called to live, challenging topics, and grow in faith together. My prayer is that God would use this podcast to encourage and equip our hearts. Let's be women who love His truth, live His truth, and spread His truth. Okay, friend, we are going there today. I cannot wait for you to hear this episode. My sweet friend Kirby Kelly, or Kirby is a boss, well known on social media, and I are talking about biblical leadership today. I am so jazzed up on the Holy Spirit over this conversation. We dig into what it looks like to be a leader in God's definition of the word. We talk about even things like what it looks like for women to be in leadership. Do we have a place? What does that look like? How can we practically lead and serve other people? Hint, hint, you do not have to have a million followers on Instagram to lead someone. That's a big part of our culture right now. We can use literally anything in our lives And that's what Kirby and I are talking about today. If you want to hear more about God's definition of leadership and how you can serve other people where your feet are right now, this episode is for you. Please make sure to take a screenshot of this episode, tag me and Kirby, and just let us know that you're listening and let's spread this good news on social media. Let's use social media for God and share this message so other people can learn about the podcast in this conversation. Make sure to also leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It would be such a blessing. Podcast reviews help this podcast reach more people through the algorithms. And like we always say, in turn, get more people to hear about God's truth and know 
love and live it for themselves. So I'm going to stop talking so that we can get into the goodness and jam-packed truth in this episode. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Kirby. Hey, sweet friend, Kirby. I am so pumped. Like, I can't even tell you how excited I am to have another conversation with you and have you on my podcast. What is up, girl? I'm just chilling. I'm doing so good. I'm so excited to be on here because I feel like, geez, what, for like the past few months, we've just been waiting to find the right time yeah. to be on each other's podcast. So, I'm just so excited that we get to be here on yours today. And I'm pumped for the topic, too. It's going to be so good. Yes. Well, I just want to thank you for being here. Y'all, I know that most of you know who Kirby is. She (laughs) is now Kirby Kelly, but you would know her as Kirby is a boss. She has been one of the OGs, and I'm so thankful for our friendship. But Kirby, for those who don't know you, which is absolutely wild to me, please share a little bit of seriously seriously (laughs) share a little bit about who you are what you do and all that good stuff yes so for those of y'all who don't know me my name is kirby kelly formerly kirby minnick um i got married you know last year end of the year in the fall to my amazing husband richard we met on tiktok so god is good he can really love it he can like god can do anything won't he do amen amen Um, but a little bit about what i do and what i'm passionate about i am so passionate about equipping empowering um, and just engaging people with the truth of the gospel the truth of the scriptures because i'm tired of seeing people distort scripture not having an understanding of scripture of god's word and i want to see people live out the fullness and the freedom that is found in that truth um so i just basically bring about that in, in, in using my platform. So whether it's my podcast, Bought and Beloved, which uh, Tara and I actually recorded an episode on, so y'all go check that out. Uh, whether it's my YouTube channel, my Instagram, my TikTok, all of my usernames are at Kirby as a boss. Uh, I just really love utilizing both the, the media space to preaching the gospel and creating content, as well as preaching and speaking nationally and internationally on a stage with a mask maybe because it's COVID. Um, but yeah, that's a little bit about what I do. I'm also getting my master's in theology at Dallas Baptist University. Uh, and yeah, I, I guess that pretty much sums up everything. But I love what I do. Uh, and I love the community that I mm. have uh, with the online Christian creator space as well. It's awesome. Yeah. That's how Tara and I met. Heck and yeah. I'm glad that I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I just just am so honored by the way that you use your gifts and friends listening, you know that um, I have a passion for, you know, being a woman that equips others in the word, but also like with this podcast and sharing other people and bringing people that have that same Mm -hmm. desire to know the word and to, like Kirby said, to actually know what it means and, um, you know, not just to Uh, go on the surface but to dig deeper and see what God has and so Kirby you're just one of those gals and I'm really really honored of course I'm super honored that you would come on for this conversation but before we get in literally we're just about to go in on this conversation (laughs) but before we talk about what we're going to be talking about today um, just as a fun little icebreaker I love to ask people 
what is like one of their favorite things at the moment this could be like literally the most random thing I've had people share some <laughs> super random things but like I love it because I'm like give me all the recommendations so what do you got for us oh my gosh okay well I got two things one is Heck like yeah. a dumb thing one's like a a really sound theological thing <laughs> I so love it. to all my people who really love that stuff or not here you go there's this pizza place that opened up by my husband and I and oh I'm gosh. obsessed with it. It's called Pie Tap. This is not sponsored. I wish it was. <laughs> but their bread, I can't get enough of it. They have like this goat cheese fondue with the pecan fig spread, and you dip it and you put what? it on the bread. And it's like a wood fire pizza place. And it's like they make oh it's my just gosh. the best bread I've had in my life. But my husband and I are counting our calories. You know, we're not being crazy with it like we're yeah we want to just eat better because since we got married we just sit on the couch and eat like four thousand calories a day and we don't care and now we're like (laughs) wait we should probably take care of the bodies that god gave us and so that i just can't stop thinking about the bread and it's so good um but another thing that i've been loving and here's the scripture base of it is I've been reading this one book recently, and I keep posting about it on my Instagram, but it's called World Religions, Understanding and Reaching Followers of, and then it lists a bunch of religions, like Islam, Buddhism, Hinduism, Taoism, Judaism, Secularism, New Age, like all these other faiths, and it's basically giving you a breakdown of what they believe, uh, where that doesn't line up with scripture, how to evangelize to them, and it's awesome. It's by Dean C. Halverson, Hmm. I think something like that or maybe he's the editor i have no idea um i'm looking at the book from across the room i'm trying to <laughs> you're all but, good this um, sounds awesome it, yeah it's called it's like the compact guide to world religions and it's this little green book and it's so cool just because i feel like i've been having a lot of conversations lately with um a lot of people who have new age beliefs and mm-hmm. i'm yeah. seeing a lot of that trying infiltrate christianity and it genuinely yeah. breaks my heart and so i real. i just i love reading and so i have all these books where i'm just trying to understand people's perspective and and viewpoints with those beliefs to see how i can better evangelize to them um relate to them and, and explain the true gospel to them um so yeah that's another thing that i'm really loving and passionate about is just learning um and yeah yeah oh my gosh okay I am definitely going to not only link that book but I saw it on your stories and I want to get it myself too so it's so good I love how you know I mean we could easily just read that book just to surface level just understand other people which is good Mm -hmm. but I really appreciate how you're like hey I want to read it so I understand like both where people are coming from and also to evangelize and to meet them where they are better. Um, That is such a like really active way of, you know, like continuing up with like the Great Commission and reaching people because we get like, I'm speaking for myself, like we get really stuck in our bubble sometimes, but um, there are so (laughs) many different things like and beliefs and that is just super good. I am definitely going to order that. I'm sure it's on Amazon, right? Oh, probably. One of my friends gave it to me. She's like, here's a book I never read that I was assigned in high school. And I was like, I'll take it. And I'm reading through it right now. And it's so good. But yeah, I'm sure that you can find it somewhere online. Perfect. All right, y'all, I'm going to link it. We all need to order it. That sounds amazing. (laughs) It's really good. (laughs) No, I love that. I love both of the favorites. I always feel like I walk away with something that I need, but like really good things. I obviously need that pizza, but I'm not where you are. It's called Pie Tap. I think it's a chain. So if y'all got a Pie Tap by you, 
Hit it up. <laughs> I will. I'm going to scout it out now. Oh my gosh, friends. I am so, so excited. We have been planning this conversation for a long time. And not only did I really think that you were an amazing person to talk on this, I just really feel like this needs to be a conversation that we open up to more people. Mm -hmm. I think when we think of Christian leadership, we think of our pastors and our elders and maybe possibly that person that you look up to on TikTok or on Instagram. But I think that we need to really dig deep into the scriptures, and that's what we're aiming to do today, and talk about what Christian leadership, biblical leadership looks like, and maybe debunk some of the misconceptions we may have about it. And so I would love first, just Kirby, just to give us a little sneak peek or a background about how God gave you this platform, how God gave you opportunities to lead and to speak, just to see where God has brought you in leadership. Absolutely. Um, so I'll try and be brief with it, but I do have a lot that I can say about this just because God's done so much with opening so many doors for leading and serving and influencing and everything, but... Um, so I gave my life to Jesus when I was 14 and that's kind of when social media was really starting to pick up as a thing that people were just creating their own content. Like social media influencer wasn't a thing yet. Not really till I was in college. Um, yeah. so I gave my life to Jesus when I was 14. I'm 24 now for reference. So 10 years ago. Um, and yeah, when I gave my life to Jesus, uh, I had all these platforms. I didn't really do anything with them. I began serving in my community um, because that's what I I believed I was called to do as a believer was to mm. give back to the local church, which is something I still stand by today uh, that, yeah, like online evangelism and ministry is great, but like we're also called to be involved in our communities in the local church. So it first began in my community. Um, I, I started attending church after I got saved and shortly after I was like, how do I, how do I get plugged in? How do I lead? How do I serve? Like, I want to be a part of this. I don't want to just be a consumer uh, of this. I want to be a contributor to my community. Mm, yeah. um, and, and I think that really just grew as a, a, a heart in me for outreach. So, uh, you know, within my community, I began doing outreach with, with some of my friends from church, like, I would say probably for like the whole summer of my freshman year, um, my friends and I, we would go and we would box food like every weekend, even even during school, like we would go mm. box food for like families in the area and deliver them to them. Um, and then I, I would go to church on Sundays and then I would serve on Wednesdays and in my school, I would, I would get involved in my school as well with serving with the different organizations there that would go to other schools and help the the younger kids who have troubled families like i was just trying to find opportunities where i could love on people whether that was yeah. directly saying this is the gospel or in in other areas where you know maybe that was a little bit more confined with schools and regulations just being christ to them um, yeah. and and praying for them in all those ways so that's how it kind of began in terms of serving and leading um i also start going on mission trips and everything so global outreaches i really got involved doing that every year i just wanted to go and get cultured first and foremost because the world is so big and wide and it gave me perspective as to what to pray for like how i can serve mm, like all yeah. those things not just yeah. to be quote unquote white savior complex like no my heart and it was mm. i want to share the gospel but i also want to have a better world like a worldly understanding of how i can 
be a light. And so I began doing those things. And yeah. also in my university, um, I, so I attend Dallas Baptist University and literally everything is about servant leadership everything like literally last so semester good. last semester i took a class called biblical servant leadership like if that oh my gosh. doesn't tell you so like this conversation <laughs> i'm ready for it um, yes but, so but good it's like i've i've been learning those things and practicing those things for so long um and and again god really opened doors for me with my social media uh, i would say my junior year of high school was when i really felt called hey you need to begin preaching the gospel like on here and you need to not care what people think about you and so long story short i did i started preaching on youtube and instagram uh my following began to grow uh on my on my other platforms and i really believe it's because i submitted to god and i decided mm -hmm. okay i'm not here to serve myself and make my name great i'm here to serve god serve and love people yeah. who need this content who who have these questions who are genuinely seeking truth um i'm here to serve them and love them so started just doing that and uh, by my junior year about four years later when i was at university uh god really brought me through a season of submission where i was giving up things i really loved and weren't bad things but were distracting me from god um, he was like, you need to submit these things to me. And I did. And out of that, he asked me, okay, what do you want? Uh, uh not like as a, in return, but after I gave all these things and I really showed him like, I am here for you, God, like I will do anything you say. It was funny. He flipped like that Uno reverse card and was like, well, what do you want? And I was like, I want to speak mm. and preach. Like, I feel like I've been called to do that since I gave my life to you. And a week later I got booked for my first speaking gig um, and that was all God. Like, I really believe that just through my obedience and my submission to him, he, it was his will, honestly, like thy will be done. But he also gave me a heart for yeah. that. And I began speaking and preaching, podcasting eventually. And that's kind of how I got here today. But it all really began with, I'm submitting to your will, God. I am here to serve you and your people. Um, and yeah, it began with my community and with the online space. Oh, so, so good. <laughs> I am super, like, I didn't know a lot of that. I, I'm, I'm kind of really fortunate to know and to see what God has been doing for you online, but to hear what God did at the beginning and how we really formed that, something mm -hmm. that I just admire greatly is that and feel challenged by is that when you came to know the Lord, just within, you know, probably days, months, you were seeking out ways to yeah. serve and to lead. And, you know, I heard the word serve a lot when you were talking about leading, <laughs> and we're going to get into that very soon, y'all. But Kirby, another just element that I want to touch on is just getting into the word and talking about what God says leadership is defined as because we can look at the world we can look at you know all these business books all these secular entrepreneurs whatever yeah. and they can say leadership is this the success to leadership is this the practical you know implications is this but we as Christians know that there is a better way of living God mm -hmm. lays it out for us in the word so let's dive into some scriptures Kirby when you have studied or taken your biblical leadership leadership class what are you know what does the bible say about leadership what does the scripture say and what does it look like 
Oof. Such a good question. It's so funny. Like I literally just took that class. So I had, love it. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Like we had to go through this whole textbook um, and it just talked about different styles of leadership. You know, it's like you have transactional leadership, you have lazy, fair leadership, whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can't tell you anything about those because the only one that really mattered to me was biblical servant leadership. Um, yeah. And yeah. It's so good. But let me start with the scriptures and then I'll get to kind of like yeah. what I believe the definition is. So a few scriptures I want to read. Uh, Mark ten forty five, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, mm. but to serve and to give his life Good. as a ransom for many. And then another one I want to share is John 13, 12 through 15. And this is really like a staple verse at DBU. We, we literally have... Um, like statues portraying this verse all over our campus. But it says, oh, wow. when, when he had washed their feet and put, on, put his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, do you understand what I've done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you're right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash another's feet. For I have mm. given you an example that you also should do just as I've done to you. And I have a few more verses, but I'll just stick with those two. Uh, but honestly, like, uh, servant leadership, I believe, is not only, you know, a, a true and effective form of overall leadership, uh, especially biblical leadership, but I believe that, like, servant leadership, a, a leader is meant to serve their followers. A leader is meant to serve mm. their followers. Uh, they are meant to look out for their flock's best interest, uh, and they should lead by example. They lead for the sake of the better good of the goal, which for us as Christians is the gospel, um, as well as the community, loving people. Um, so mm. servant leadership, I think by definition and just by looking at these two verses in scripture, it requires and it looks like selflessness. It looks mm. like humility and humility is not thinking less of yourself like oh i'm nothing oh i'm worthless it's thinking of yourself less it's putting other people first uh, so it's selflessness it's humility it's a love for god and a mm. value for people like we're not just here to okay love god love people but i see the value in you and therefore i'm going to honor you and make you a priority same with god yeah. um it requires obedience it requires Oof. submission uh, and a true desire for thy will over my will. Mm. I believe that that's what true biblical servant leadership looks like because that's what we see in the life of Jesus. Selflessness, humility, a love for the Father and for, uh, you know, his flock, his people. Jesus was obedient, obedient through submission unto death. He yeah. died to himself. He was mm -hmm. all about the Father's will. He said, let your will be done. He prayed that in the Garden of Gethsemane, right? Like, Amen. even though yeah. this is going to be hard and, like, the cross is intimidating and it is a lot. Like, I'm going to bear the wrath of God because of these people. Um, but it's your will, Father, because it's for them. Um, and I think that we can, you know, I'm not saying that we all have we have to go to that extent. Like, I don't know what your life is going to look like, martyrdom or not. But we're called to die to self um, and to love people like Christ. Christ models it so perfectly. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. 
2024 has simultaneously felt like the longest and shortest year. Our little family has gone through so many highs and lows and joys and valleys. I mean, Hunter's growing up so crazy and our calendars are so crazy. And this is usually the time of year where so many of us give up on our New Year's resolutions. And while some of mine have not panned out, to be honest, there are some that have. I am personally really proud of my consistent workout routine this year. It has been something that has been so off and on since having Hunter. It's also given me so much mental clarity to be physically active. I'm also really proud that I have instilled regular rhythms of rest in my life and not just rest when I'm burnt out, which was usually the norm. When life moves so quickly, let's just slow down and celebrate our little wins and move forward in faith and make adjustments for the rest of the year. This is your little mid-year check-in. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the rest of the year. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, try BetterHelp to keep you on track. It's entirely online, so it flows with your lifestyle, and you can select a therapist that fits your needs and beliefs, but also feel the freedom to switch at any time to find the best match. Therapy gives you the space to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and process it, which can be really hard on your own. So visit betterhelp.com slash truth talks today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash truth talks. Yeah. Amen. You know what? I did not hear from you when we were talking is anything about leadership being about building ourselves up. You know, I, you know, I didn't hear a stitch of that. We don't see a stitch of that in the word and any of those verses that we talked about. And that's something that, you know, I notice a lot or God has really opened my eyes to. And, and I've thought about leadership is that, you know, the world's a secular viewpoint, you know, has mm-hmm. some element that has to do with leadership being, um, you know, this mark that you can put on your resume, which is yeah. great to be able to, in a sense, but also it becomes a little bit about self and about building oneself up. But, you know, literally a lot of the things and most all the things in God's word are super upside down. Like mm-hmm. we're living, we as Christians are called to live in this upside down kingdom where things don't really make sense to the world. And, you know, Jesus does things very backwards, like saying, like Kirby said that, you know, servanthood, mm-hmm. Um, biblical leadership is about actually humbling ourselves and putting other people before us. So it's super countercultural. That mm-hmm. is so, so good to be reminded of that because, you know, we're invaded with so many other opinions. And I want to touch on something else. Now that we've defined, I love how you define that, by the way. Now that we've defined, you know, what God's word says leadership is and you're sticking to God's word, you're letting him define that. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to I touch on something a bit sticky and, you know, speak to the ladies that are listening. I think it's going to be beneficial. I've needed to wrestle, wrestle with this myself. And mm-hmm. I'm going to go out on a limb and say this. <laughs> I think that a majority of us as women in the Christian church are often confused to like, you know, as where to where they belong in leadership. Basically, we get a little bit like unsure about, oh, do I belong here in leadership? Like, I thought that's a guy thing. Like, you know, we read certain Mm -hmm. verses and we get confused. Are we allowed to quote unquote lead? Are we supposed to stay on the sidelines and be quiet? And I think the world secular viewpoints have really messed us up. I know that you can attest to that. And they've started to tell us as women that modern day feminism is what we should be striving for. But that really clashes with the biblical worldview. So let's just quickly unpack what does it look like for us as women, equally children of God as men, we need to acknowledge that, but what does that look like for us to lead? Is there a place for us? And you know, what does that role look like? 
such a good question. Um, I've gotten questions like this all the time because, you know, I'm yeah. preaching, I'm speaking, I'm doing all this stuff. And I have, yeah, 100%. Primar- I have primarily men telling me like, well, you need to be quiet because Paul says to be quiet. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. hold up. Like, we're going to talk about that here in a second. But, you know, we don't have to get into like the whole um argument and explanation between the complementarian view versus the egalitarian view which is basically for those of you who might not know like these big theological terms or whatever i didn't know what they meant till like a few years ago it's basically like the argument of uh you know do women lead do women serve do women do this Mm -hmm. yes or no like what is their role it's kind of like those two distinct like polar opposites um and, you know, that could be a whole podcast in and of itself of explaining yep. those two views. Um, but I do want to, even before I begin, I want to recommend two books that are pretty unbiased in that. So you can, mm, okay. if you want to understand those two views, um, two books that have helped me. One is called Neither Complementarian Nor Egalitarian by mm. Michelle Lee Barnwall. And then a second one is called Two Views on Women in Ministry. And it's by Linda Belleville, Craig Bloomberg, Craig Keener, and Thomas Schreiner, I think is how you pronounce their names. But uh, they're pretty unbiased books in showing, okay, this is how one side interprets the scriptures. This is how another side interprets the scriptures. Like, there uh-huh. you go. Um, so those were kind of helpful for me. Because, awesome. I, I, uh-huh. you know, I went to a Baptist university where some people hold these really strong views of, like, you shouldn't be getting a degree in this. Whereas yeah. other people yeah. were like, what are you talking about, you know? Uh, but I personally believe, and this is just me speaking personally, and Tara, if you disagree, that's totally fine um, because this yeah. isn't like a defining factor of salvation or anything. Yeah. But I personally yeah. believe that the church head is a male authority, but I don't think that discredits women from having leadership roles. People always yeah. yep. use that verse on women staying silent in the church as a way to say women can't preach, women can't teach. But here's the thing. One. The Great Commission commands all disciples, that is Mm -hmm. a student and pupil of Jesus's teachings, to go into all the world and preach the gospel of salvation and baptize in Jesus's name, Mark Mm -hmm. 16, 15. We even see all throughout the book of Acts that it it states that both men and women were put in prison for sharing the gospel, for preaching Mm -hmm. the gospel. Both men and women were suffering consequences uh, at the call of being a disciple of Christ. Uh, So there we see that with preaching the gospel, teaching, although we do see it exercised, you know, in a pastoral role within different male roles, we we will attribute teaching to just that. But we have to understand first and foremost, teaching is a spiritual gift. It's a spiritual gift. And the gifts of the spirit are not divisive or exclusive to just men or just women. A -hmm. gift of the spirit is the spirit choosing to move in a certain way at a certain time through certain people. Every Mm. single individual has a a spiritual gift. Pray about it if you don't know what it is. I'll read the scripture real quick. But in Romans chapter 12, verses 6 through 8, it says, Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, that is according to to Jesus gifting us these things, God choosing to give us these Mm. things, let us use them. If prophecy in uh, proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in, in their teaching, the one who exhorts in their exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. And there's many other scriptures that, you know, talk about hospitality, all kinds of stuff. There's all kinds of gifts um, that we've been given. Um, 
so so that's another thing you know teaching it is a it's a spiritual gift uh to be exercised you know when the spirit uh calls and commissions us to do that uh, another thing, a third point I want to say is that we see women in the early church in biblical times, in the days of antiquity where Jesus was alive, with roles of le leadership and servanthood and, and having a voice in the church. We have yeah. Anna we have Anna the prophetess, and we talk about that in, in the podcast that Tara and I did on, on my um on my podcast we talk about anna the prophetess uh it's really awesome like what how she spent every single day just at the temple worshiping god uh we have lydia in um in acts you know she was a hospitable woman who aided paul mm -hmm. and i believe silas as well in their evangelism track we have priscilla alongside her husband aquila helping run this community of believers and educating and evangelizing two people specifically this one man in, in the gospels or in the scripture uh the full gospel and it's interesting and i know i'm talking a lot tara so feel free to no, interrupt me whenever i'm soaking it up um, i'm soaking it up <laughs> but yeah but but it's interesting because in scripture uh if you look at just how the the hebrews write and present certain things it's super interesting because normally we would see a male's name followed by a female's name aka a husband's name followed after a wife's name because that first name showcases the one who was more prominent of the two mm. and it's interesting because all throughout the book of acts we see priscilla and aquila it's always priscilla yeah. first and i'm not trying to make this big feminist statement or anything like that <laughs> but but what we can see by this just based off of how the the hebrews would write these things um or how in the Hebrew it was written, this showcased that Priscilla was more prominent of the two. Uh, and theologians believe this is because she might have been the one who was more so gifted in teaching of the gospel and sound in doctrine. Right. We also have Mary Magdalene, right, who followed Jesus faithfully uh, and went on. She was the first one to proclaim the, the, the good news that Jesus had been risen. We have Phoebe. Yeah. Right. We have Phoebe, who is mentioned in Romans, and mm -hmm. she, she was a wealthy woman and she really just helped with like the early church and with helping those things and funding those things. But I'm saying all this to say that there were many women who stepped up and served and therefore led in a manner that was not focused on authority, not focused on the self, but focused on others, focused on the gospel, focused mm. on the mission. People saw that and they followed suit with that they submitted in a way i don't want to say submit in the way that a wife is to submit to their husband but it's like i see this leadership role you know i'm gonna model that i'm gonna recognize that uh people right. served alongside and, and under them and with them because they were submitted to the will and the ways of god they were just doing what they were simply mm. called to do they simply exercised the gifts that they were given they were humble about it they were obedient to it and because of that they had these roles that were important and they led leadership doesn't mean you have a billion followers leadership is yeah. I'm pioneering this way come come model this way come follow me in modeling this way yeah and it's like those are those are attributes and ways that i want to follow as well you know being a woman in ministry it doesn't have to look like working with the babies in the back of the building <laughs> like it's yeah. serving faithfully wherever help is needed and whatever your gifts are um there's that's always good. a place for women in ministry and i firmly believe yeah. that yeah that's so so good no i'm just i'm just nodding along because i have the same view nice. that i believe is is biblical and you know mm -hmm. from studying it and i've always you know, I, I struggled with it, you know, growing up, um, yeah. you know, just kind of knowing, 
you know, is this, is this fair of God, you know? Um, but I have always, um, just always come back to this, that, you know, everything that we do is a reflection of our relationship with Christ, with God. And so that's the same thing that God really planned for both marriage. We see that in marriage, but then also in leadership. Yes. Mm -hmm. I believe that, you know, when we read all those verses about you know, women, women should be silent and all those things. There's a cultural element, but there's also an element that God did it so that, you know, we would be able to reflect that relationship of submitting unto God. But also I do believe Kirby. Yeah. Women like teaching is a spiritual gift, preaching encouragement. All Mm -hmm. of those things are spiritual gifts that, like you said, is not confined to a gender. And so while I do have my convictions and beliefs from God's word that, you know, pastoral care and those things are, you know, um, should be in a male's position does not mean that women are not allowed to lead and Mm -hmm. boldly lead in the calling that God has given you. And I think it also like you kind of closed with saying like, I think if we really trust that God knows the best places for us to be, mm-hmm. I think we can trust that he's placed us in the perfect spot to lead. Like mm-hmm. you said, it doesn't look like a billion followers for everyone. It doesn't look like, you know, you, Kirby, you know, going out and speaking at churches or events. It doesn't have to look like that, you know, on a main stage. It's just being where you are. And maybe that is, you know, leading in the nursery. Maybe that is leading children. Maybe that's leading, you know, your kids at home, leading, you know, a small group group, literally whatever. It's where God has placed you. And I think that's really important to um, just encourage women, you know, in that I needed that encouragement too. And just understanding that God has the best design. Um, even though it's not the same as man, we, we talked about this on Kirby's podcast coming yeah, next y'all week. Listen. Y'all, it's going to be good. I'll let you know when it comes out. But we just talked about how, you know, we may not have the same roles, you know, men and women may not have the same roles, but it doesn't mean that it's not equally purposed and mm-hmm. um, supposed to be for the Great Commission as well. So Thank you. Thank you for bringing up all those examples of those powerhouse women, too. I think it's such a good reminder. Um, I want to kind of transition, too, into um, just looking at our ultimate example of leadership. A few years ago, I did a deep dive into Jesus's life. I, I, you know, I grew up in the church. I've known Jesus since I was a baby. And, you know, I've read the Bible, but I, for the first time I, I read through all the gospels and I really examined, you know, how the authors, different authors portrayed Jesus. And, I guess naively, again, since I grew up in the church, I thought I wouldn't learn much more about who Jesus was. Right. Um, but, man, was I wrong. A huge characteristic that I noticed in Jesus and really jumped out to me was that Jesus was a servant. We, Jesus is our example of leadership and an example of, you know, so much and power um, and just literally so much. But he was a servant. And, you know, now we may be thinking Jesus wasn't anyone's slave. Jesus wasn't anyone's, you know, servant, you know, like, you know, serving them food or whatever. But, you know, Jesus, like if we look at biblical leadership, like we talked about earlier, servanthood and leadership go hand in hand. And so Kirby, you know, if we're not looking at it that way, we're missing the point. So do you mind sharing why humble servitude, servanthood was essential to Jesus's ministry and should be essential to how we live too? I think that's really important to, to talk about. Absolutely. I mean, we talked about this earlier and I think I mentioned a lot of this earlier with just reading those scriptures about how Jesus modeled these things. But Again, Jesus came to serve and not to be served because we were in need of a savior. Um, I'm not trying to make this all about us because the the word, scripture, it's all about him. Um, Mm -hmm. But there was nothing 
that we could do by our works and efforts to earn ourselves salvation. Amen. Like there was nothing. Yeah. There is nothing uh, that we can do. So Jesus, you know, he didn't come to this earth so that we could do things for him. He came to do something for us mm, that only yeah. he could do. Like we could not fulfill it. Um, he came to minister and he came to save and his life. It wasn't for himself. Like he lived it out perfectly uh, to satisfy the will of God and, and for us so that he could, he could die. He could take our place. We could have his righteousness. Like what? That's bizarre. That's crazy. Everything, his life, his death, his burial, his resurrection. It was again, to satisfy the will of God, but it was also for us so that we could be redeemed and have a relationship with him. Um, it was selfless and it was necessary for us. Um, it, it was selfless and necessary for us to have a relationship with God, you know, and, and our modeling of that in worship to him uh, and as a witness to others will showcase the grace, the love and the mercy that God has towards us. If we live um, with the same selflessness as Jesus, um, and, and we love people and we make it, you know, I'm not living this life for me. I'm living mm. it for the Lord and I'm living it not for others in the sense of I'm living for them. Like that is who I worship. That is who I serve. And then in a, uh, in a domineering sense, in a, they are my authority sense, but uh, living it in a way of like, I am here for your needs. Like I am here to be a representative of like how Jesus, Jesus was fully God and fully man, but he represented God in the flesh, right? Like we as Christians, we are called yeah. to live uh, a life and model a life like Christ. We are also called to be representatives, ambassadors, um, in showing people the love of God and living selflessly in all of these things, showcasing the grace, the love, the mercy that God had towards us, towards other people. Um, and hopefully others will be impacted by that model as we live yeah. our lives that way in worship to God and as witness to others. Um, so yeah, it, it was so essential to Jesus's life because if he came to be served, if he came to just walk around and say, I'm God, like, yeah, like that's great. Probably scripture probably would have ended up a very different way. But the reality is, is that there, there need, there was a price that had to be paid. Um, mm -hmm. so Jesus is like ultimate ultimate purpose with that was like he had to he had to be um a savior for us like he yeah. had, and that that came with serving um mm -hmm. and that sound even just saying that it's just like oh my gosh Lord, like i don't deserve that well yeah we don't <laughs> yeah. deserve that that's yeah. the grace that's the mercy aspect of it so but, good um you know we're going to be called to to pick up our towels and to wash people's feet that mm. we don't want to wash um because it's crusty and dusty and busted yeah. and it's gross <laughs> and we yeah. don't like them and they might be a judas in our life and might end up stabbing us in the back and it's like well why did i wash their feet jesus and it's like because we're yeah. there to show them the love of god because this mm -hmm. is so much bigger than us um, right. It's it's about what Christ did for us ultimately, and how we are called to live that out of a reverence for God, not just because mm. we're told to, but out of a love for God. We love other people. So good. You know, when you were talking, I was thinking, you know, humility. What is the opposite of humility? I would think it would be pride. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you know, when we think about what attention each one brings, humility brings attention. 
to someone else. Humility brings attention to not ourselves, but as Christians, it should be bringing attention to the Lord and pride brings attention to ourselves. And so it's like, which one are we supposed to? It's it's hard. It's tough because we like giving ourselves attention. Yeah. We do. I mean, even the people that are the meekest, the shyest, whatever it may be, we do as humans, we want recognition, which there is, um, there's, I would guess, I guess I would say there's a level where um, there will be recognition for our lives and what we do but it's like is it for the Lord is it for his mission is it for people to see him through what we're doing or is it for people to see us through what we're doing and so I think that's so key to remember um I dude I struggle with that a lot and so it's really an important reminder to be like okay humility not about me but me being invited into something that God did and super blown away by just like remembering what Jesus did for us. Like literally we're recording this after Easter and it's just, um, it's so humbling, you know? So, so good, Kirby. Thank you for that. Um, I would love to close this episode. Again, we could talk forever on this, but (laughs) I am so thankful for what God has brought through you this morning, girl. But let's um, let's close with some practical. Would you share with our lovely friends here um, just any practical, tangible ways um, either that you found in your life or from the word that we can go out today, tomorrow, the next day and practically serve and lead others? So no matter if God has put them in full-time ministry or not, y'all, we're not saying you need to go out and create an Instagram page, you know, and have these expectations. What does it look like for us here and now in our day-to-day to serve and lead for the Lord? Yeah, so a few practical things that I would encourage you to do is one, read your Bible. Look at the life of <laughs> Love Jesus. Love it. Yes. Literally, like how did, if you want to know how to lead and how to serve, you got to look at the perfect model of that, and that's Jesus. Heck like yeah. read the scriptures. How did he interact with people? How did he lead these 12 people, Mm. these 72 people, these 3,000 people, these giant crowds, the three people that he had closest to him? Like, how did he lead within his different groups and communities that followed him and had Mm. eyes on him? Because I guarantee you that you have eyes on you, whether it's three people, you know, your Peter, James, and John, like whether it's your family, whether it's your school, whether it's a club, whether it's your Instagram following, like we have some degree of people who look to us and we can, we can lead them. And all, mm-hmm. all leadership is, is like, we are influencing people and like, we all have influence, whether you are an influence or quote unquote or not, we have yeah. influence, we have leadership opportunities to step up um, and to direct people in a certain way through our words and our deeds. Mm. Uh, do it biblically how Jesus did it. How do we do that? Know who Jesus is. So that's point number one. Point number two that I would commission y'all to do is, again, I talked about spiritual gifts. I would pray about that. You know, you can even Google it. Like, what are the the different passages with spiritual gifts? And pray into them. Say, Lord, like, what gifts have you given me? You know, is it encouragement? Is it faith? Is it Hmm. this, that, whatever it could be? And how can I utilize that? Like, how can I serve others with this gift? And and through serving others, we're serving God. How can I serve you by loving your people? Mm. Um, by yeah. by bringing the gospel to this world through these gifts. Like, whether it is preaching the gospel or simply, like I said, being Christ to other people. Uh, and that comes with, again, it could be the online space or in your communities. Like, just get involved. Get out there and find someone that you can love and wash their feet not literally maybe literally um but that you can say hey i am here to 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 care for you like i am here to give you my attention like i am here to be christ to 
you. I think those are practical ways of just seeing what opportunities you have right now to lead and to serve. Like who mm. is in your bubble? Um, what gifts do you have? What passions do you have? Bring those before the Lord, submit it to him uh, and just pray for his will to be done and move, move forward in that. Um, because God is going to, I don't want to say that, you know, God is going to open up a door for you to serve. Like he will, but I think it's more like an archway. Like he's like, go mm. serve. Like there is Good. opportunities there. Like, we are called to serve. So like walk through it. It's right there. Like you don't have to necessarily, I think like spirit lead me to love someone, go mm. love someone. That's a command. So like, let's go and do that. Let's just, let's just seize the opportunity and start with one person at a time. Ugh, so so good. I don't we overcomplicate it? Don't we? Yes. Don't we make it messier than it should be? I maybe it's just we we look around too much. I mean, it's okay to look around and and be encouraged and inspired, you know, by other people. Like Paul even said, like emulate me as I emulate Christ. Mm -hmm. But I do think that sometimes we look around too much and we think we have to do it a certain way when we need to be looking up and looking in our word mm -hmm. and being like okay, God, what do you want me to do? And it's like, oh, it's really not as complicated as I make it. It's a huge mm -hmm. responsibility, but it's really not that complicated. <laughs> mm -hmm. For real, it's a simple gospel. Girl, I am so appreciative of this conversation. <laughs> Same. Thank, thank you so much for being a woman of the word and being a woman that loves God word, God's word and has a passion for helping other women know its truest form and then find the beauty in it because there is beauty in it we just need to know it so i just want to say thank you for for that and also your example of humble servitude and leadership i am so so proud to call you a friend and very thankful for what you poured out here today same here girl so glad girl. to be here <laughs> thank you oh my gosh just so much so much adoration for you please please tell all the ladies here as we wrap up where they can find you and follow you with all the things that god's doing in your life online all the things so that they can catch up with you after this episode yeah so real brief uh my instagram my youtube my tiktok my twitter i like barely post on twitter but if you want to follow me um it. my usernames are at kirby as a boss you can look up kirby kelly like that's my name um, but Kirby is a boss is my username for everything. And I also have a podcast called Bought and Beloved. Uh, Tara and I's episodes that we recorded about biblical womanhood. We actually did two parts because it was just like, oh, so yeah, good. there was so much content. We had to split it up. Yeah. Um, but those will be airing whether you're listening to this episode with Tara and I here on her podcast the day it comes out or whatever. Those episodes will be live on um 421 and or sorry no 428 and uh mm -hmm. five yeah. five so april 28th and june 5th so y'all can go tune into part one and part two for those because tara brought the word oh god <laughs> so good <laughs> i'm so thankful that we're able to line this up and to finally do this and yes. just honored and humbled and just, that's all I can really say. So girl, I love you. Thank you for your time today. Thank you for pouring into all of us listening. Just love you, girl. Love you too. <laughs>